Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewen. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Hey, Sandy. Hey, Nat. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm excellent. I'm feeling great today. I know your little Instagram dance is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Why were <laughs> you dancing? You. Oh, I finished my case studies for my 500 hour um, yoga teacher training certification under Tiffany Crookshank's Yoga Medicine. Um, and it's, it's, as you know, it's a lot of work. So every, module that we complete like it's like a week-long learning experience every time we complete one of those we have to then go out into the world find a case study work on that case study for at least eight weeks um and then track progress track conclusions track um just everything you notice and have learned from it and i have done so many of them i've actually like started and not finished a lot of them so the ones that have like actually pulled through all eight weeks are like so good you know because i like i've actually done like so many more people than required <laughs> i think that's the hardest part yes getting people to commit for yeah. that long even yeah, though like hard. most of the time we're doing it for free because we're like hey you're my guinea pig yeah let me try this thing i'll come over to your place and we'll do some stuff and <laughs> that sounds so bad that sounds so wrong now <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't though i don't know how you do your case studies but um mine usually involves some yoga yeah and some balls <laughs> yep yeah. i've seen you like Sometimes. taping people taping people up yeah and mm -hmm. some tape yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> hey that was to measure like something really specific okay yeah that was cool it's, yeah it's not as dirty as that makes it seem okay no the case studies are all like good. There's no like, there's no, I guess there is some touching, but it's not like weird touching. No, oh my gosh. Of course. Yes. <laughs> You're a professional. But yeah, yeah, so it's really good. I'm it's happy really for you. Nice. Mm -hmm. Are you done yours yet? No. <laughs> yeah. No rush, right? Yeah. No rush right now. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it it was really nice to put all your conclusions together, though, because like once you when, when you have to write the report, you have to like sit down and actually like write the conclusions. Um, and that that's nice. It's nice to like, you know, just see mm -hmm. like see the full picture after like step back, look at your eight weeks and see like how far people have come or maybe some of them haven't come far at all. You know, that's happened to me as well, um, where I was not able to like change anything. <laughs> just also a learning experience. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah but it is it's nice to actually do that but often we are able to change so much more easily than i than we think yes for sure yeah and that's why i love yoga in all of its aspects or love like health and wellness in general mm -hmm. like so sometimes i think we can feel really stuck or like you get into a, a mood or i don't know a job or a routine and there's a lot of like stuckness but it's even sometimes like a belief in yourself that mm -hmm. stucks you up. Yeah. 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 And like we're able to change so rapidly once we mm -hmm. make that decision and put forth some effort and have some quality tools. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
Uh, that kind of relates to what we're talking about today, actually. Mm-hmm. We're talking about tensegrity. What, what, what? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you. <laughs> oh, okay. Before you ask me. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. She got it. She got my, like, strategy of just, like, ask you a question. Take a sip of coffee. Yeah, Chill. no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to do a general rollout of what tensegrity means? And, and tensegrity can be applied to... I think things as well as the body. So like in the body, it's called biotensegrity, but we can still call it tensegrity. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly right. So tensegrity is just this idea that um, it's like a model for structure engineering, structural engineering, where um, certain uh, pieces of the structures are being pulled um, so that the, the solid parts of the structures are just simply being pulled in this web of pulling if that makes sense um i don't think that made any sense anyway so (laughs) you can basically see this we're going to link you up with um tom myers way that he explains biotensegrity which he also just say tensegrity because he he applies it to the body um but you can see this in like um that people have built like bridges using the the tensegrity model so um rather I, you know, I don't have a background in engineering, but rather than what you think of like bricks and mortar, um, it it's, works on a system of pull rather than that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's super interesting because when it comes to the body, we know that bodies, fascia, tendons, ligaments, everything does exert a pull and the the structures that don't exert the, or withstand the pull are your bones, right? Um, so... This model is, it actually like only sunk into my brain maybe, maybe like a few months ago once I started to really talk it through with other people. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out like application wise, but, um, I kind of think about it like if we're all sitting around a dinner table and the dinner table is covered in a tablecloth and the tablecloth is centered. <clears throat> Only if we all grab onto our ends of the tablecloth and gently tug on it. Yeah. And so if one person suddenly lets go of the tablecloth, then the people who are tugging on it gently on the other side will suddenly be pulling the tablecloth all the way over and the tablecloth is now no longer centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so for a, a really healthy, properly balanced joint space and it, it, after the joint space, then you also look like zoom out and look into the body space. Um, we want everyone to be sort of pulling on that tablecloth in a really healthy way without overdoing it and also without letting go of the tablecloth. And that way, all the joints and all the fascia and muscles of the body are sort of pulling in this even, equal way across across our entire being. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make any sense? It does. You don't want dinner to fall off the table. Yeah. Yeah. There don't. you go. <laughs> <laughs> really important um i'll add in just where tensegrity where the word comes from because for you and i that's a normal word because we've heard it so much um but for other people it's like a mashup of two words and that's kind of where it comes from is the mashing of tension plus integrity together yeah so that that like tension system um that you're, you're talking about like our bones kind of being pulled by, uh, connective tissue, our fascia and our muscles. Um, the, I guess the idea is that there's actually space then in between like bone, bone interaction. There's enough tension that you could probably imagine like the hip joint, the 
deep ball and socket um, in like theoretically in a, in a perfectly healthy tension tensegrity system, there wouldn't be any like touching of the ball in the socket. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes it. So it's sort of like, it's sort of like the tablecloth and everything being just centered in mm-hmm, it. Right. Mm-hmm. So that like, Oh, maybe we can even think about the tablecloth like being held off the table. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. If we were to like hold it up and we want it centered and held up off the table, everyone has to hold on. If one person lets go, that side is going to sort of like start to rub or grind, um, against the, the other part of the joint. So like the ball would hit the socket or the socket would hit the ball. Actually, no, it's only ball would hit the socket, isn't it? Socket uh, is pretty damn stable. We don't really. Oh, actually, no, because then the SI joint might. The, the, the other, like, if you're moving the other leg and the whole pelvis is moving. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of hard yeah. to say which is moving. You know, it's all relative. It's true. Relativity. Okay. I just made that way more complicated than it needed to be. Anyway, it's all good. Yeah. And you also, <laughs> like, just with that example of the, the hip, you also have fluid in there, which is um, basically like water's non-compressible to, to a certain extent it is yeah. but it is mm-hmm. but it's not going to compress that much so you have that fluid in a healthy joint as well there and there are things that can make you have less fluid in your joints less synovial fluid um so that's helping with reducing the wear and tear as is that biotensegrity system um yeah so essentially like you can think of like our bones all kind of floating in this sea of connective tissue if you were to really like take it to the maximum imaginary level yeah and then there's... which is but that's so different cuz in anatomy we think bones are the most stable and then the muscles just move the bones but really it's the bones that are like being held by the muscles mm-hmm. and the muscles that have like the exerting force over everything and yeah that pull i think even just the idea of this and um getting people more familiar with it has a huge like there's this huge ability for people to heal differently knowing that they're kind of completely in control of the positioning of their bones yeah yeah because i have experienced this in myself and you probably with all of your case studies that you do people are like oh my back or like oh my hip like my bone does this or you know like someone breaks their arm or breaks their leg and they think they can't move it again and like for some cases like yeah you're going to build a lot of scar tissue and connective tissue just to create that integrity again that stability but it's not the, it's not the bone. It's everything around it. And if yeah. your neurons are still connected to it properly, if that's healthy, then you really are almost limitless mm. by yeah. the amount of healing that you can, yeah, you can have happen there. Yeah. I guess there's, there's the exception of like a bone that hasn't actually set properly. Then yeah, that's a lot of fascia that's really under, um, like non, ideal biomechanical stress right like if you're your bone you're in a situation where your broken bone can't be aligned do you know what i mean Mm, then we go in and put metal bars in ourselves yeah yeah well like (laughs) when my dad's example right like he lived in a time when he was a kid without like proper doctors um so he he has like a broken arm bone that just never was set Mm -hmm. he just like just walked around with it. I guess they did like, I don't know, Chinese witch doctor things to it, but they never properly said it. So his bending in that elbow is like really weird. 
It's so weird. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I don't, I don't know if that's, um, I don't know if that's all fascia at that point. And is it his humorous or? No, it's either the radius form. or the all night. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. But that just kind of points back to the tensegrity model that the muscles are able to form and strengthen and create integrity in a way where it's not like you don't need that bone to f- maybe by now over time it's probably fused back but there's probably a lot of connective tissue in there yeah but i, I see the thing is i don't think it's fused properly like and it doesn't fuse back in a way that like an, an anatomical skeleton would have those bones fused back but right. anyway no, he's no. functional but it's like and it's still a tensegrity system in there but it's going to be a very different one than if you were to like scan his arm versus scan my arm or your arm um but anyway yeah I don't yeah. know why I thought of that. <laughs> it's just like a different physical kind of adaptation to what happened. And then like maybe, yeah, his elbow bends differently because of it, but it still yeah. works. Like it doesn't fall apart. <laughs> it doesn't like just no, go with no. gravity. And- no, no, but it's weird. Like if he holds plank, like that arm is like winged out and has to stay bent. I don't like, he can't really fully. Mm, yeah. Straight. Anyways. And, and now that shoulder, now that he's older um, and he's not as moving as often or as much like that shoulder he's he needs to do like certain physio thingies to like keep it mobile mm-hmm. but that comes with age too right that's like yeah <sighs> this is a product of us like not moving very much and yeah gravity yeah, age yeah <laughs> it so i'm just like picturing your dad in plank do you go do you put your dad in plank or is no, dad no just like, like hands and knees okay. <laughs> he's not in full plank no, no. okay <laughs> imagine you going over to visit him like we're doing yoga (laughs) get down dad get down (laughs) oh my god Uh, no i'm not that i'm not that bad but like he he has asked me definitely about the shoulder like what to do to stretch it what to do and he has like old long plantar fasciitis that comes and goes and yeah he's like i don't know i don't know it's my dad he's like stubborn old chinese man sometimes will listen to me sometimes won't I don't know. That's like anyone's parents. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel better. Yeah. No, some people's parents listen to you guys, like to the younger generation. Some of them do. No, some, it's totally random, I think. Some people do, <laughs> some people don't. Like mood dependent. It's very selective. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we will learn once we're parents, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Okay. So I'm just thinking like with this tension system, then our bones are floating and of course there's not like massive amounts of space between our joints but if you're like zooming way in you're going to see that there is space there and it's not bone on bone or else everything would hurt like crazy because we would just wear out the cartilage right yeah of arthritis by time we were like seven Mm. (laughs) gravity's a bitch (laughs) 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 like hunched over seven-year-old oh smoking a pipe yeah exactly <laughs> what <laughs> so we have yeah we, we're i wonder if like the more i'm wondering with respect to yoga and um the practice of inversions and even just like your downward facing dog like working with gravity the opposite way if you're kind of strengthening that tensegrity system mm. in the opposite direction to gravity main, yeah yeah to maintain like better um posture as you age i mean we kind of we know that but just like thinking of like a a scientific perspective yeah and it also well like those 
gentle inversions like down dog or dolphin, they would also um, pull on the bones in a different way, right? They would like release the bones in a different, different way just with gravity. So mm-hmm. yeah, it might, it might. And then that might allow the muscles to pull in a different way as well. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what happens when biotensegrity, this like floating joint system breaks down? Yeah. So, um, this is, I think this is the quote from Tom Myers. Um, where will a strained compression structure break? So what he means by a strained comp- compression structure. So if you, if you built a structure that was just mortar and pestle, like, like you built, um, you know, two toothpicks, what are those called? No, the popsicle sticks that you build like a little house with. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, here, here's a better one. Okay. Credit like, card. A, like a brick chimney. Oh, okay. Like a <laughs> chimney. Yeah. And then you were to like knock it with the same force all the way up and down. Where does that regular old compression structure break well it breaks at the weakest point yeah mm-hmm. but if that structure was built with a system of poles against um a, a few like i guess like what are they called rods that were not moving because everything's pulling at it then that structure breaks and you hit it all along it it doesn't really matter where you hit it it'll just break at its weakest point not where you sort of like hit it the hardest yeah Oh, I think, yeah. yeah. I don't so know you, if I've like mm, butchered that. Okay, you try. <laughs> no, no. I think you almost got it. Well, I think you ah! said the compression structure would break where it's weakest. Ah, right. It's, Sorry. Yeah, it's hard to, you want to think of that because it's a brittle form, but, but they are saying, or the theory is that it, where strain is the greatest. Right, right, right. Yes. It's like Check. where you hit it the hardest. Yeah. I'm just like thinking about that to see if that makes sense. Yeah. When I first read that, I was actually thinking of a credit card. So like if you were to bend a credit card mm-hmm. until it breaks and you're, you're like bending it at the end. So you're, you're bending it pretty as evenly as you can across the credit card. Well, it'll break where, wherever the manufacturer maybe had like the smallest defect mm. in the credit card. Whereas like in the human body um it's not really like that right like just because we use our feet the most the feet aren't the first to go mm-hmm. yeah like because we're just we're we're a, we're a tensegrity structure we're a structure of poles right um i think it'll make more sense if you guys take a look at the anatomy trains um youtube video that we're, we're going to link up here yeah um tom myers has this it's this it's literally like a series of you almost think like chopsticks tied with rubber bands to one another <laughs> but not in series they're not just like a bunch of chopsticks tied together with rubber bands they're tied together in a way where um it creates like a um helix almost or not a helix a, a sphere it's like a beach ball of uh, chopsticks and rubber bands yeah, that it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's bouncy. So like if you put strain or if you put force, if you bend a rubber band in one spot, um, it won't deform the whole structure. It'll just sort of bend it there. And then the rest of the structure will maintain its systems of pull against the, the chopsticks. Um, and so it, it's just much more resilient. Tensegrity structures are more resilient than like, um, if you were to like put together a, a little house made of credit cards. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I think one of, one of the benefits of this system of how it works in the body, I was just thinking while you were 
you're explaining that um rambling no it's good <laughs> it's like because it's because it's a little fuzzy in my brain like with that statement still the compression versus tensegrity structure thing like breaking mm-hmm. at the where strain is the greatest at the weakest point um but i think an easier way to think of it maybe is how your body redistributes force yeah, exactly. For like greater uh, resiliency. So th- we have the ability to do these like uh, crazy amounts of like repetitions. Yeah. Of just like walking, just your gait is exactly so much repetition. Um, and your joints are, if you, if you're doing like, it's hard when you're walking on flat with shoes because it's not the best model because your stability muscles don't get to work as much when your feet are in shoes and when you're walking on flat. So ideally this is like so healthy when you're walking barefoot in a forest, which we don't do. <laughs> but when in my life have I I think I've done that like twice. <laughs> I know. But still, like even even though we're not doing that, we still have the ability to to do so many repetitions and distribute force like consistently, consistently into all these different tissues. But that's why sometimes when you're doing one thing like crazy, walking like crazy, like maybe your hip will get sore. Or maybe it's like that your outer shin gets sore. Or maybe it's your mm-hmm. inner thigh. Or maybe it's like the butt cheek on the... Maybe it's your low back. Maybe, maybe it's your, it's your shoulder. Back. Yeah. It yeah. could be really anything. Um, and I think that's a, the other thing, the tensegrity thing, the tensegrity idea gives is that where it distributes the force is dependent on that structure's system of pull. So mm-hmm. unlike the credit card, you know, it's going to break somewhere in the middle. Um, after you walk for a long time, like it depends. Some people's feet will hurt. Some people's low backs will hurt, but it's not like every single person's, you know, shin is going to hurt. It, it just really depends on your individual system of how your fascia pulls against your bones, um, which is, yeah, there's so much that goes into what creates your unique tensegrity system, um, which is what I think is like one of the other takeaway messages of this is that um, dysfunction in a tensegrity system, like a human body, is not almost like non-predictable because something else will absorb it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to, we experienced this when we did our cadaver training to see even the role of the skin on that tensegrity system. Oh my gosh, yes. And it's kind of gruesome to talk about it, but we put our cadavers through some as best we could. It's really hard with someone not moving themselves, <laughs> putting them through some range of motion. Mm. And then when we reflected the skin, just the first layer there, the skin, just seeing how the range of motion changed. So even like yep. the tension system from your skin to the, um, this, like the superficial fascia, right? The next layer under it. Yeah. Um, how those layers are interacting. Too much tension can affect how your joints are moving, like right down to where your bones are close to one another. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. Like moving your body. We think of like moving our muscles and moving our joints, mm-hmm. but the things that are closest to the skin, the, or the deep fascia that's over wraps over all of your muscles and the superficial fascia under the skin, your adipose within that. Um, when you're moving, you're moving those things around too and hydrating those tissues 
with respect to one another and creating more gliding and yeah, like sometimes I can feel it like literally in my skin and the side of my body when I'm Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. I love I love superficial fascia myofascial release. Have you mm-hmm. ever done it? Like just the superficial I think so. Well, like just like more lightly, you mean? Cuz um, if you're just pressing like, at all, you're going to you're going to impact the deep, right? Yeah, more lightly and like the winding motion. Oh yeah, the winding one. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Or even if you were like just to like rotate your wrists like right now, just rotate them and then choose a side and just start pinching along the the skin. Just like pinch gently mm, with your yeah. other hand and then rotate after. It's like, oh, I kind of like loosen just the pull of skin against my bones. And, and that rotation is suddenly, it's like a little bit looser, you know, it's looser to whatever degree it it it's pulled on you um can you feel that are you doing it yes <laughs> i'm pinching <laughs> oh yeah i can totally feel it yeah it totally works it does feel good um <laughs> I, I remember looking at a, this website one time i don't know what i was going down some rabbit hole um when there this woman was like a specialist in in type a type of fascial release not necessarily mm. myofascial release but more concerning scars and how they impact movement. And there was one woman, oh, cool. and a, I don't know, you call it a study just through her application of her practice through several, several, several clients had seen this correlation between a cesarean section and um, elbow pain mm. or like a pain in your arm somewhere. So like that little bit of pulling on the lower abdomen as that scar heals probably coupled with while that is healing you're breastfeeding your hunch it was like yeah. a left arm thing so well i guess you breastfeed both sides but maybe it's the way you hold dominantly with one one arm um yeah people, they were she was seeing it show up at like this pull in the elbow and then doing like this fascial release mm. in the lower abdomen and mm. all the way up like the side of her ribs into her armpit was affecting or changing improving that elbow pain yeah yeah, because where where the dysfunction is with a biotensegrity model, it's not necessarily where you would feel dysfunction. Um, because the model the the body will spread that force out. Um, which is what these things do, right? Mm-hmm. They they spread out force. It kind of makes me think of like when I used to live in Taiwan, they built they build buildings there um to absorb earthquake shock right Mm -hmm. um so like when when an earthquake strikes like those buildings are built to move a little bit and disperse that force um whereas like in canada at least in toronto i don't think we ever consider that when building buildings you know like we're solid rock solid they do it they do it in vancouver oh do they okay good yeah you guys are so close to uh fault lines i guess yeah closer closer than we are there is um because I worked on the 22nd floor when I was working in the downtown office in Vancouver, my old job. I just like, and I had my own office and I was right at a window and I just had like a couple of weeks where I was like freaked out about earthquakes for whatever reason. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. I was like experiencing Aww. anxiety about earthquakes. Aww. I was just like, what, what would I do? Um, yeah. And one of yeah. the, one of the, I think it was like the vice president of the company. He's like, oh yeah, we had one back in like 2002 or something. And he's like, okay. you could feel like the shocks in the bottom of the building go like, doo, yeah. doo, 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 like that, like weird absorption and you could like yeah. hear it kind of like creak yeah. and like you saw it rock and then you hear like this big, the shocks working right in the yeah the base of it like oh my god i would shit my pants 
know. Like you're just like like, at the whim of nature at that point, but. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, we have structure, like we, we've engineered it to, to withstand a certain amount of force, right? So I know like above that, we probably, maybe, depends. But But when you're living on the West Coast and it's like, oh, the next one's going to be the big one. Oh God, really? Do they, do people say that? Oh yeah. Holy shit. People say it's like within the next hundred years and. Oh man. You know, it's really hard to. Yeah, that's, it's, yeah, it's totally, it's really hard. It's really hard to like live in fear of it too, you know, after a certain point. Mm-hmm. I think they <sighs> know, like they say like within the next 500 years. Okay. Okay. That's, Anyways. I, I, yeah, I, I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> Not to go on no? like too much, of, too much of a tangent, but like I do think about it when we're like looking to buy a place or looking for somewhere to live like you kind of think about it like not too close to the water like not sea level Mm. and yeah i don't know like on solid rock and i just i think about it for sure oh it's like i don't know scared but it's just like kind of a reality yeah it is though yeah especially the sea level thing Mm -hmm. like i know what in the philippines or somewhere they're losing property right people Mm -hmm. are losing their property resort property is is being eaten away yeah. There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do about that. The globe's like biotensegrity models out. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, it's so sad. Um, out of whack. Paul and I were watching the news yesterday and he's like, the earth is like crying for help. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, I have never heard him say anything. Like Paul is not woo woo. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. not like not. I'm the one that's like single-use plastics suck you know like i'm the one being like stop using that um and he's yeah so hearing him saying that it's because of those amazon fires and he's like yeah this is just it's it's really really freaking scary really scary um yeah so yeah i think that was his wake-up call he like wants to donate to greenpeace and everything now (sighs) i know but i i don't know how much good does like, is that another company that just like takes all your money and, and I don't know. I don't think Greenpeace does. I think they're pretty legit. They've been around for a while. I think you, yeah, I have to go do some research because there's that listing. Isn't there that listing of like best charities, um, that use their money like wisely and not just like campaign, 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 pay the CEO, campaign, campaign, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 Check go look it up. Check it out. Let me know what you find. Yeah, I will. Yeah, it is sad. Okay, uh, tensegrity, tensegrity. Um, <laughs> uh, do you want to go over? I just uh, quickly wrote down on our notes here this Tiffany Crookshank quote. Um, it's from her myofascial release manual. I just thought it was really good. Oh yeah. So the definition of tensegrity in a lot of her uh, modules: net of continuous tension that creates stability without direct contact. Mm-hmm. So a net, like a like a web, if you will, mm. continuous tension. Yeah. And then when something, like you were saying before with the tablecloth, like one area isn't pulling, isn't pulling its own weight, literally. <laughs> ha 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 ha, well ha. done. <laughs> then you have, you can end up with compression. And at the end of like all of it, and we all do experience this just because of the way we move our bodies and we're not in a natural environment, um, walking on undulating forest ground in our bare feet. (laughs) The wind blowing through our wild hair. (laughs) Yeah. Like dolphins (laughs) springing up behind us, unicorns, riding a whale. (laughs) 
Okay, don't do no one do that. It's terrible. <laughs> so terrible. So terrible. But really, really funny. Sorry. Yeah. So anyways, okay, we'll all end up with some form or some amount of osteoarthritis. Whether that um, results in pain or not is kind of a different story. Yeah. 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 yeah pain is a whole different different story um but i like the next thing she says that we often confuse muscular strength with structural integrity yeah that's super important yeah and a lot of people get this wrong um it's important to work out all of your muscles we talk about on several episodes the deeper muscles and the more superficial muscles and how they kind of contribute to this tensegrity model with the connective tissue people yeah. think by like just squatting it out you know like crazy it's like you're not doing Sorry. you're not necessarily doing squatting anything. it out i just like squatting it out makes me think of like squatting a poop yeah sorry no I like, a, yeah just squatting with your, literally yeah. squat it out even sorry. if you're doing that that's really funny <laughs> that'd be better go on go that'd be better for our joints probably but anyways if you're just doing like tons of like quadricep and hand hamstring things like your big muscles um I mean, maybe you're fine depending on your body, but you probably should do some work for stability, which is like working those muscles that are closer in towards the joint, the ones that really burn when you just like lift your leg out to the side and you're like, what the fuck? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for the shoulder, that would be like the rotator cuff and, and those don't require a lot of weight. Um, just mm -hmm. variety of movement will help those be in better balance. Um, and for your hip, actually, I think the internal rotators aren't that they're, they're actually quite superficial despite them being an important stabilizer for the hip. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not always the case that deep is actually more stable. Um, it just depends, depends on the joint. Yeah. Like it is true for the shoulder, actually. Yeah. The um, hip is like, I mean, we call them deep, but they're more just, like small, like the smaller ones. Yes, yes, they are just small. They're just little dinky ones yeah. that uh, that help settle the joint. Yeah. Um. But I, I guess it's also important to know that, like, we shouldn't, we also shouldn't villainize tight muscles because tight muscles are pulling the bones in a way that they're just trying their best to hold shit together. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, like, she often actually says that you you can stretch a tight muscle as much as you want, but very often that won't release the joint that won't help solve a joint um imbalance where it's like pulled too far to one side like the tablecloth is imbalanced mm -hmm. um and what we need to do is strengthen the other side of the joint so if it's the front of your shoulder that's too tight pulling your shoulder forward um stretching it will help temporarily but really working the back muscles to pull the shoulder back will have much greater long-term effect because muscles pull we, we just can't you know that's what they, they do they they're pulling to help keep you together you know and it's, it's good it's it's structural integrity um but it's just dysfunction when it's too much on one side and the other side has forgotten its job that it also needs to pull mm -hmm. you can think of like that tablecloth thing you were talking about before so um say one muscle has kind of forgotten or gotten lazy or is like, oh, you guys got it. Like, I'm just going to yeah. <laughs> not really participate. So yeah, fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> one person on one side of the table just doesn't hold the tablecloth. So the other people have to hold more, like pull a little harder to keep it in place. Yeah. Um, like imagine even there's like a weight on the, t on the tablecloth or so like if you're holding something literally up, then the other mm -hmm. people really do have to pull tighter. So then, yeah. 
the the method of just stretch 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 and like of course stretching is good for so many reasons but in this this model stretching out the people that are like giving them a little rest and lengthening them but they still have to pick up that work when they come back you need to yeah, get exactly. that other person to grab onto the tablecloth again yeah 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 and that's not that's not that easy but it, it is kind of fun in a yoga context because then you can start to train um so much awareness out of that you know like i want you to feel that tiny little stabilizer in the back or the tiny little stabilizer on the side um and then you can sort of play with the awareness that comes with that which is it's pretty nice in a yoga yoga setting you know mm -hmm. focus concentration mental awareness and as soon as you bring your awareness into that you're kind of building that neuroplasticity mm -hmm. oh yeah the learning learning that happens from it mm -hmm. yeah i love it i'm getting um, like not enough yeah. stability in my practices recently i've been studio practicing oh and there's like i mean you have your work that does your your um, abductors pretty well like in the hips i'm specifically speaking okay the glute medius glutemin some external rotation and stuff like that but like i'm not getting glute max as much and my body like my the front of my hip so my psoas and my quads like all together my iliacus like they like to fire and they like to do the work more than my glutes yeah um, so i'm just needing they're pulling more. that tablecloth yeah so i need the mm. the glutes to come on and so i'm like working in my lunges to really push down through my heels and i'm doing mm. extra stuff that they're not cueing but mm. i love some of the stuff that we've learned through tiffany's program to really target the glutes it makes my yeah. entire pelvis just feel like so strong yeah like really that integrity it feels like integrity if you yeah can. this That's is yeah this like. is yeah <laughs> this is one thing that I think Tiffany always has taught us really, really well is that, um, you want to, you want to leave your practice feeling balanced, you know? Um, so a practice that's really focused on backbends, um, it will serve some of us, but for many of us, we also want an equal amount of forward bends and back strengthening or front strengthening. You know, like we don't just want to, um, pull something so long that it's therefore inactive and it's let go of the, the system of pull. You sort of want to stretch something and then put some muscle tension back in. So like one example is like, she'll do, for example, broken toe pose, which is the stretch of the plantar fascia. And then she'll ask you to stand on that foot and like watch the ankle and the foot re reestablish itself with that strength, like put some tension back in. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I really like that kind of sequencing because I find it, it just makes me feel more balanced. And um, yeah, she, she's just does such a great job of like training us to look everywhere <laughs> mm -hmm. you know if you're gonna if you're gonna look somewhere then also look behind it look around it look side to side look up and down a little bit um and that it does it really does create like a much more balanced practice like it's it's a very common compliment i get about my classes that people leave feeling balanced and that's not something they get from every yoga class it's something that actually peak pose sequencing is not very good at yeah i agree with you there yeah yeah i mean you probably could do it but the general way that it's done yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it depends how you, I guess, peak pose. I think my dog is barking in her sleep. Can you hear that? No. Oh, Aww. it's really, really friggin' cute. It's so cute. <laughs> she has these like, and then she'll start kicking and like chasing like imaginary thing. It's so friggin' cute. I love that. I'm, and then every time I want to video her, she'll like wake up. Fuck. 
She can sense you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm like a big clumsy human. <laughs> um, yeah, back to what were we talking about? <laughs> okay, so this is going to be, I'm just looking at the time here. Yeah, let's make this a shorter episode. So let's kind of start to wrap up. Mm, what did what are like some key takeaways that you want people to get out of understanding the tensegrity model i think the the fact that and you know like this is something that like it continues to give me thoughts so this is just where i am right now um just the fact that like muscles pull that's their job so this whole like that idea of like just stretching a tight muscle does not always correct imbalances in the body um, and I, you know, I always like to give a balanced practice as a yoga teacher. So looking at all sides of the joint, looking at the entire body and all the fascia all together. Um, what else? That was really good. No, I like that. Um, I think also from a, on like a person to person perspective, what I talked about with scar tissue and the tension within your skin, um, impacting all the way down into how your, your joints are working. Is it just a consideration for if you have a lot of imbalance and you have had a surgery or something that might be um, an area that you work with some myofascial tools or with a massage therapist or something. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's really good. Yeah, I always forget about the skin. Yeah, it's pretty well, like because Eric has this scar on his wrist from that mountain bike accident. So I work um, sometimes when I'm being really nice I'll give him like a really <laughs> nice like forearm and wrist massage and like I'll do that twisting with the ball and I'll just pull and like it's not like a pressing into the tissue too much it's more like right a pull. yeah yeah exactly yeah he's got so much scar tissue and he just loves it he's like it's the best feeling oh, ever yeah there's that other one you taught me with the scalp I don't really like it but I, I bet a lot of people like it oh yeah What's you just like again? um spread your fingers wide stick your hands right against your scalp, like thread them in, in to your hair and then make your hands in fists and just kind of pull out a little bit, or you can make like little circles. It depends. Wait, so which, which direction? So you're putting your hands from the back um, up to I your do forehead or front to the forehead. back? You can, forehead to occiput. Okay. Yeah. You grab and then you pull towards your forehead. You can pull any direction. Like I like little circles. Oh, okay. so you're just getting it kind of up, ah. up away from your head. Yeah. It's really good for tension headaches. I feel. I hate, I hate anything on my head. Like, you know, um, when you go to get a haircut mm-hmm. and they massage your he- head, I hate that. Oh yeah. Tell them. Don't waste your time. Yeah. Maybe there's like, there's like certain no, no spots. Does this make sense? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas other places feel like I, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> on, like specifically on your head. Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone else? You don't know? This no. is not like something that's... No. Uh, my whole head's pretty easy. <laughs> I don't know. All right. No, it's just me. Maybe I just have like weird... I don't know. You Who have knows? straighter hair though. Like I had curlier hair and I have really fine hair and it was always in crazy knots when I was a kid. So my mom would brush my hair. Like I'm used to that tugging. It doesn't, oh. doesn't hurt. I find people with straighter hair or like less difficult hair are more sensitive. I hate brushing my hair. Yeah. I use like a wide yeah. tooth comb, like an afro comb, like an afro pick. But you don't have curly hair, do you? Um, it's like wavy, and like if yeah. I, it's it, I used to make it be able to curl when I was younger. When my huh. hormones were Aww. more intense. Oh, it's so cute. I, I didn't know curls had to do with hormones. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. Aww, aww, curly hair, Nat. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Anyway, no, it's good to brush your hair, guys, because now I have all these knots and it fucking hurts like a bitch. And I basically need, I need like a full-time groomer to sit me down and just like, you know. You have so much hair. Be a good hair. girl. So much hair. It's so gross. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say I it's really beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a bitch to maintain, but. <sighs> All right. Shall we call it? Yeah. Let's call it. Let's sign off. Thank you. Right, it's your turn, guys. Okay. Um, if anyone is interested, we have a 10% discount code for Wanderlust, the yoga festivals that go on in North America and all over the world now. Um, yeah. So you can grab that code and take 10% off to any of the four day or the two day festivals of the general admission. And then, um, secondly, we talked a lot about myofascial release today. So we have those tools available for you guys with rad rollers. Those are our tools of choice. They have more than just balls. We usually just talk about balls, but they have, oh my God, they have all sorts of things. The first thing I bought with them ever was like this little rod that rolls. You can roll your Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the rod. I like it a lot. Yeah. That one's really nice. And I bring that when we go skiing because you're everyone's favorite with that thing. Ooh. So dirty. Take out your rod, Nat. Take out the rod at the ski trip. <laughs> oh, anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> you guys can check those out through our link. I wonder how many listeners we lose through, like, our dirty-ass jokes. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> All right. Until next time. <laughs> Have a great one, guys. We'll hang out soon. Bye. Bye.